0: hello everybody and welcome to the hoopers lab podcast this is episode 19 of the podcast where we talk all things basketball i'm joined here by my
1: co-host riley hello 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 how are you today good sir i am great just a couple more hours till i can hopefully get the playstation five
0: let's hope let's pray bro i ho. i mean i was talking to this this one girl today and she was like, I don't get the hype around it. It's just a console. It's just a new console. And I was like, y- you would never understand.
1: Women, bro. The women,
0: <laughs> women women, just don't know. They don't know the hype. It, man. Yeah, but enough about our personal dilemmas with not getting, being able to get the PS5. Uh, we're, he-
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about some hoops. Um, ah, so want,
1: to about, want to talk about 2K. Okay.
0: That's I don't consider that basketball. That's just <laughs> there's nothing about That's that game. Child's That's, play, bro. It's not even basketball, bro. It's nothing like basketball. Um, but yeah, this is kind of the point of I guess it is the off-season, but this is the point of the off-season where I feel like the trade rumors are at the peak. Because yeah. there's stuff about the draft, there's trade rumors about the draft, and there's Rumors about people trading up and trading down and trading draft picks. And that's before free agency. And there's just a lot to unravel here. So I just brought together a bunch of different stuff to talk about. Uh, that's happening in the league today. Some different news stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot. The first one. Uh, let's talk about Russell Westbrook. Now, he's been in some trade rumors mm-hmm. recently. The two teams that have been heavily like rumored with him have been the Knicks and the Clippers. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. do you think the Rockets will actually like trade him and blow it up? And what do you think they should do?
1: I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna fully blow it up. Like I I just can't see it happening, man. Because like if you trade I don't know. If I guess you could keep Harden, but mm-hmm. another thing
0: is also um I seen something that said that the Rocket that um Harden and Westbrook are scared for the Rockets' future. That was a report that came no out shit, recently, which, I mean, left. makes sense. No <laughs> they have no trade assets. They have no cap flexibility. They're stuck in a really bad position right now. And, yeah. yeah. If you trade Westbrook, though, you're not getting anything back that's going to really help you, necessarily. You
1: uh, know? Well, especially from the Knicks or Clippers.
0: Yeah, I like what do you get what are you going to get from the, the, Knicks? the Knicks? Ooh,
1: I I get Kevin Knox and Julius Randle. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they get better pieces around Harden if I'm trading if I'm trying to trade Westbrook and I don't really know if either of those teams can provide that.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that's true. But just like I don't know what Westbrook's just a, so weird, man, because like if you're trading for him, like he like it would be best to run him at center. But I don't think that's ever going to, like, <laughs> like, on offense, I mean, you, like, run him at center because that's basically, like, he, he shoots, like, a traditional big. So, like, I mean, that would be actually a really cool offense if they somehow would be interesting. got a bunch of versatility around him and then they played him as the point center and they yeah, just had yeah. a bunch of shooting and versatile defenders around him. That would actually be pretty cool, but.
1: I mean, he I mean, was kind of ran like he did actually have centers guarding him at points throughout the. I don't know, I can't remember if it was in the playoffs, but I know there were points where he did have a center guard, have the center guarding him.
0: No, he basically is a point center because he can't space the floor, and he just. I think he had the lowest 3 percent from any guard this season. I'm pretty sure,
1: but can't yeah, say it surprises me. I'm
0: I'm not surprised now, but the thing
1: is, he keeps shooting them. Like, just stop shooting them, bro. Like. I don't know. Also, weird. Like, sometimes he's been shooting a lot, and other times he hasn't been shooting a lot. And I'm like, make up your mind, my guy? Yeah, it's just about his confidence.
0: Some days he's just feeling like shooting 23-pointers in a game, and other days he's just like, nah, I'm good. But, um, so, yeah, the Knicks and Clippers. What do you think about the Knicks
1: potentially getting Russell Westbrook? Because I know what
0: I think, and I think that we have the same view on this.
1: I mean, I would prefer if the Knicks went after Chris Paul. Um,
0: I think Chris Paul would be better for them the to develop the youth. Yeah. yeah, to better develop a culture and build youth, I would rather have Chris Paul. And also, I don't know. I don't
1: feel like the Knicks should go out and get anyone. I
0: feel like they should just focus I kind on. Of like
1: what they've been doing like they're not obviously they've had, <laughs> but I think that they keep getting some young talent because they if they I mean they had a hit with Porzingis a while ago, and ever since that, that's like uh. The last good thing they've done.
0: Uh, Mitchell Robinson, the second round, was a pretty good Robinson's, pick. Yeah, but
1: yeah. um, yeah, like if they can, and I like I I like RJ. I'm actually pretty high on RJ. I
0: am too. Um,
1: if they keep um, getting assets, they'll eventually hopefully develop into something. And Chris Paul can also help elevate that. So I don't think, but I don't think going out and getting Westbrook and trying to quote unquote speed up the process would help anything.
0: I just don't really see the point in getting Westbrook. Like, the only thing Westbrook is going to do for you is make you a candidate to make the eighth seed. Because, exactly. like, that's that's what Westbrook does. Like, he is the ultimate floor raiser in the NBA. If you're a bad team, you put Westbrook on your team, and he can carry you to at least the eighth seed. And if that's okay. what you're looking for, then that's great. But if you're the Knicks, I don't think that's what you should be trying to look for. Like, if nah, they get yeah, Chris Paul... But if they get Chris Paul, they're doing the same thing trying to get into the playoffs, but at least it helps better their youth. Westbrook I mean, I, is not gonna do good with RJ and
1: I don't necessarily think they're trying to get into the playoffs. Like obviously
0: why else would you trade for Chris Paul and Westbrook?
1: For Westbrook the playoffs things make sense, but for Chris Paul, I strictly think it's more so that one, he wants to go there and two it's yeah. just to build culture. Actually, that's, that's Chris Paul. True, yeah. Chris Paul knows if he's he he wants to go to the Knicks, so he knows. At, at least I hope he knows that they're not winning <laughs> shit in New York if he goes there. What? <laughs> he's not going to win a championship there. <laughs> what? I think he'd just. I think he'd just be looking to take more of a mentor role towards the rest of the team.
0: Yeah, that's true,
1: and I think that.
0: Um... He could do really good with guys like RJ, Mitchell Robinson. I'm really high on exactly. Mitchell Robinson yeah. this upcoming season just because I really like Tom Thibodeau's fit with um with him and I think that he's gonna do good for him. I also the thing is, I'm really high on Frank, Frank Nelikina, So that's especially why I'm kind with, of uh, like Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau. I'm yeah. Frank is one of my most improved player candidates this season. Like I really think that. Yeah the Knicks should not try and throw money at people. I think that they should just focus on their youth and play them a lot and then get a draft pick next year and then just see where that happens. See where that goes. Because I'm high on Frank. If you get point guard, then you're probably either going to have to trade him or it's going to ruin his development. And then, yeah, I just think that the Knicks should focus more on developing their youth.
1: Well, yeah, that's a fair thing to do. Because, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I still think and Chris Paul can help elevate their youth, but at the same time, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah,
0: but that's yeah. facts.
1: I think that they could develop fine. I think that Chris Paul would definitely speed up that
0: process and just build a better environment and culture for that season, which I think is something that they really need because who is their leader right now? They don't have one. Julius. Because he's not (laughs) marcus morris was their leader which was actually like he was actually a good leader for them and then that enforcer but they don't have that anymore you know like they have no leadership so if you get chris paul then that automatically makes you more interesting to watch it helps the development and just gives you a leader in the locker room so i think that the chris paul thing makes a lot of sense um the other team westbrook to the clippers now I We might have different thoughts on this. I want to know what you think of Westbrook to the Clippers. I mean... Is it a good thing or a bad thing, do you think, for the Clippers?
1: I don't mind it. I don't know, because PG and West... I feel like PG has a lot that he can prove, and he can still be good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think playoff, playoff P is, like, his last form. We're going to see him in, and he's not going to bounce back at all. So, like... I don't know. I'm still high that Paul George can have a good bounce back season and continue to be good for them. Hopefully in the playoffs, but I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. My thing is,
1: is that point guard, so that's the only thing.
0: The playmaker, yeah. The re- the reason why I like Westbrook to the Clippers, there's a couple reasons. Um, I'm not in love with it, but out of all of the teams for Westbrook to be traded to, I think the Clippers makes the most sense out of like the contending teams because he's really the only team that I can see like a contending team. I can see him going to and being impactful because yeah. I'm really low on Westbrook, but I just like, I really am intrigued by his fit with Kawhi Leonard. I'm really intrigued by it's that. Like, fit.
1: Yeah, that's true
0: because well, just on and off the court, because off the court, they said that they were lacking that leader. And I think Russ is just that big personality, big locker room guy. And, That leader that they need in the locker room. So I think that that could do good.
1: I think the vocal leader. I guess Patrick Beverly was kind of like that. But like, Patrick
0: Beverly was
1: like that, but I think. Yeah. I mean, you would would, wait. I really hope you're trading Patrick Beverly. You would
0: have to. Yeah. Because they're, (laughs) you can't have them on the same team. (laughs) Because they would.
1: We thought about LeBron and Lance Stevenson.
0: I mean, true. That was I don't know if that's the same, if that's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, like, with Westbrook, Um, I also like how in the clutch, because the big thing with Westbrook is, like, he's not good in the clutch, right? Like, that's kind of the main thing. But I feel like Kawhi is so good in the clutch, and he can just, like, control the game in the clutch. And that uh, you don't even need, like, because Kawhi is one of the most clutch players in the league. Like, he can... And Kawhi is so calm and I feel like Westbrook tries to play so fast and out of control yeah, yeah, in true. the clutch. So I feel like Kawhi could I feel like they're just a really good balance for each other. And also he's that playmaker
1: they need on the in the locker room. And they're probably yeah, shooting. Well, yeah. Well and for the like clutch situations, if you just like give the ball to Kawhi and let him go to work, if you're if Westbrook is able to get to a point where he could just like you go put Westbrook in the corner. Yes, and he can be consistent enough from there, where people literally don't just leave him wide open. That's mm-hmm. all you'd want from him. And that's just exactly one spot, yeah. just one spot. Stick him in the left corner or the right corner in the clutch. Keep him there. Let Kawhi go to work. Honestly, in some
0: situations, you like if you build a deep enough team, you might not even need him in the clutch.
1: I was thinking uh, that too. Like have Westbrook because... on the bench in the clutch.
0: Westbrook's best in the first three quarters, so just play him mostly in the first three quarters, oh, yeah, and then he can. it's
1: all in the first three quarters. <laughs> that's not even like,
0: <laughs> I mean, not like exactly like that, but it's not a bad idea to do that because that's when he's most effective, and then that's when you could build your bigger lead, and then you could have some closers that come in. But you would probably have to tr- you would have to trade Paul George, which I mean, I-, I don't mind it. I like the PG I don't for Westbrook swap. For the I like PG on the Rockets I like PG, a lot. Yeah, I
1: just,
0: I just really am intrigued by that swap, and I think that could benefit both teams. I don't know if it would, but I think that has the potential benefit for both sides. Yeah. And I don't think that Paul George is the best fit with Kawhi, and I don't think that Paul George is going to have a great season next year if he's on the Clippers, but if he's on the Rockets, I could see him having a better year individually.
1: That's true. Well, especially since the Rockets are built more around just Harden and – Their second guy, whoever that
0: may be, Paul George would be so perfect next to Harden. Catch and shoot, defense, and then Westbrook. I really like next to Kawhi. So, I mean, that's what I would like to see. That's just a fantasy thing in my head. Like, that's probably not going to actually happen. But if it did, then it would be very interesting to see. Um, moving on to our next. There's a couple of like smaller things. Um, the Bucks are interested in Aaron Gordon. Cool. Um, (laughs) not really. Like, I don't know why. They're interested in Aaron Gordon at all? Like, what does Run he bring that center. you need? But Aaron Gordon isn't the best floor spacer. So, like, yeah, I, know. I I just don't like that fit. They're trying to look for a perimeter creator, and Aaron Gordon shot 31% from three last the, year. Who, and that's just who that's would just the, not...
1: uh, the Bucks be trading them?
0: That's the thing. I don't even know. Like, it's just a stupid. I, I don't know why they're interested. For the
1: magic, because then they could start running Isaac at the full turn. Four. Full
0: time four, yeah. That's what I want them to do. It's just that uh, he's gonna be injured all of next year, which know, is like... a big blow to them. Honestly, the Magic do need to just they need to okay, here's what they need to do. They,
1: they need to young.
0: they need to trade Gordon and Vucevic next year, yeah. play Fultz and Bomba heavy minutes, not yeah. do good, get someone in the draft, and then next year you'll have Fultz more developed, you'll have Bomba more developed with reps. And then you'll have Isaac back from injury. And then you'll have your draft pick.
1: I think that's what they need to do. I don't really know who they'd be looking for in the draft, though. This is 2020.
0: 2020. I meant next year.
1: No, I know. 2021
0: draft. Oh, in this draft, you mean? Or what do you mean?
1: Kate Cunningham is point guard. Jalen Green.
0: I mean, there's a lot of good guards in next year's draft. (laughs) I like like this. School. G League. (laughs) I love that school. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the next draft class is supposed to be loaded, and there's supposed to be lots of good talent there, and there's lots of good perimeter creators that could really yeah. help. So if I'm the Magic, that's what I do. So, But yeah, I don't see why the Bucks are interested in Aaron Gordon at all. No, Um, Next up, this one kind of surprised me. Apparently, the Celtics could target Danilo Gallinari if they lose Hayward. Um, that's
1: Run a report that I heard center? today.
0: I was thinking that, but I don't think Danilo's defense is. I don't know if you Not want to.
1: <laughs> Not for this. No. Movies.
0: Okay. I keep seeing rumors of like Gordon Hayward wanting out, and I don't understand it. Why does he want out?
1: I don't think he because... I don't know
0: if he does. I, I've i seen many reports. I'm going to Google it right now. I'm pretty sure Gordon Hayward wants out, which I, I don't still understand. Think they send him
1: to Indiana,
0: if anything. Indiana, that's the place where I like him the best. I think it just makes the most sense there. Uh, Apparently, he wants to leave the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So, I don't know why. I don't understand
1: why you would want to leave the Boston Celtics.
0: Let's think of it from Hayward's perspective, okay? He is on a team that has high hopes for next season. Lots of people think that the Celtics could be a sneaky championship uh, contender come out of the East and that, and they're going to be I one mean, of the I top eastern the teams.
1: I don't even know if I'd say a sneaky contender.
0: Well, I mean, lots of people say the Nets, but I think that they're my first option right now.
1: They were yeah, I, I said, think that they, I said when they lost to the Heat, they're going to come back next year. They're my favorite for next year, well, especially if with
0: they, their, young, their young
1: talent just,
0: Yeah, but there's that. He's playing with Brad Stevens, who he has good or he's playing for Brad Stevens, who he played with her. He played for in college, yeah. and I, and he's gonna be making what's his player option like thirty four million, I think. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't see why he wants to leave that. No, and that if he leaves sense. and if he declines his player option, like the only reason he would do that is to like go back to Utah. Or go to the I don't know because he's from Indiana. I'm pretty sure. Well so, like he, he is from Indiana. Go to,
1: go to a contender because he's just going to.
0: He is on a contender, oh, yeah. so it just oh, okay. doesn't make sense. I mean, Danilo on... I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about
1: the Celtics getting yet another wing. No, like, I, I, don't they, them... I don't want them to get another wing. Like, I like it for the depth, but you need to get an actual good big man before you can get work on your depth.
0: Well, the thing is, you don't want to type so much money to one position. And that's kind of what it seems like they're doing. They have so much money tied into their wings and forwards, and their depth is kind of lacking. So I would rather, instead of getting Gallinari, I would rather get better role players that fit the team and rather than getting Danilo Gallinari, because I don't know how he would fit, because then he'll probably be mad about his touches. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe not. No, he probably won't. He's not, he's not the type of... But you know what I mean? Like, tying up too much money into one position and one need isn't really smart for a franchise. No, exactly. But, I mean, if they can get Drummond, like, that's pretty good. But the (laughs) thing about Drummond is, like, what's his player option? Like, 28 mil, 29 mil? That's another thing. Why would Drummond and Hayward decline their options? They are not not getting, like, what's Drummond worth? What do you think Drummond's worth is? Like, on the open market?
1: Like, 10 mil. If that, right now, like if he I, could, if he goes to, if he goes to the Celtics and hoops, sure, I'm sure he could raise his value, but like ten mil max.
0: <laughs> I here's the thing though, if I'm Andre Drummond, which obviously I'm nowhere near Andre Drummond, um, sure? but <laughs> that's all the time, bro. Like. If I think it just makes more sense for Drummond to take a pay cut and go to the Celtics, an actual basketball team which he hasn't played yeah. for in his yes. NBA career, <laughs> playing for a good coach, playing in a system, playing at a big market, being that quote unquote missing piece, and just really being utilized to how he should be. Exactly, like,
1: just literally get rebounds, kick out, put it back up, whatever. Get re- And like rebounds. his, that's what he's there for. Because the Celtics, really it like, was a lot of team boards.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what the yeah, his team rebounds. But I mean his legacy would be would be way better if he went to the Celtics and if he was that glue guy to a championship team rather than just being known for playing for shitty teams and just playing up empty hat. stats. Yeah. Which is how I see him right now. But if he goes to the Celtics and he does good, which I think he can, it's just that he needs the right system and he needs the right coaching and he needs just the right landscape because right now yeah. he hasn't really had like a good environment in his career. And I think that if he goes to Celtics that he could, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um. What do you think about the Celtics uh, looking to trade up?
0: Looking to trade up. I mean,
1: there's a lot of, I don't mind it
0: because it adds more youth. And even though you're a championship, like championship aspiration team, there's still lots of guys in this draft that can immediately step in and provide to a championship team. There's lots of underrated guys in the draft later on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there's not really any guys like, you know, like I don't think they need to trade up to get someone. You know, well
1: the thing is they only have like a couple. They only have like one open roster spot. So I think it oh makes that's sense true. To trade they up, so they couldn't. They can at least get it all make the value sense, yeah. of their pick. That's actually true.
0: And then, yeah, you could get someone that could step in immediately and be a good bench player for them. Because that's really what they need is just that starting center that they could find that fits good and then bench players. Yeah, And you could find a really good young bench player. Because there's lots of NBA-ready guys in this draft, which is one good thing about this draft. And I'm sure you could find some good players in this
1: draft. I don't know how high they're going
0: to – that they want to trade up.
1: but Well, they have 14 – uh, 26 and 30, so it depends what you think you can get with that.
0: Mm, I don't know, this draft's weak. Who would want to trade down out of the top? It's just the re- the Cavs are probably stupid enough to be like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a great we- trade, you guys,
0: <laughs> and then the draft table. three point guards <laughs> and then draft three point guards with the first draft. <laughs> that's such a Cavs thing to do. I don't know, but yeah. Um. Celtics. I mean, they got a bright future. I I have my trust in Danny Ainge. That whatever he does, that work. it's going to be good for them. Yeah, I'm very confident in Danny Ainge's abilities. He's probably the best GM in the league.
1: 100%. If we're being real.
0: Yeah. Um. Next up, we're going to talk about the Lakers. Your Lakers are Lakers. <laughs> say. Uh, yeah. Um. So KCP and Kuzma. You know, they just won a championship with the Lakers. But, you know, they they both want big money. They're both looking for what big deals in free Kuzma agency, they've said. Money?
1: Kuzma, didn't Kuzma didn't said that he's...
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what was the exact... I'm going to find the exact quote. He said some... Kuzma's been wilded, bro. He said some really weird stuff on Twitter the other day. And his shoe... Like, this man is just like... I don't know. <laughs> hideous, um, bro. He wants a... to... He looks like wrestling shoes. <laughs> Uh, he wants a sizable
1: new deal from the Lakers. What the hell is that mean?
0: It means he wants a sizable deal, so he wants a big deal. He wants lots of money.
1: Yeah, but how much is sizable? Because I'm only well, looking to pay Kuzma, like, six mil, bro. He hasn't proved shit to me. Especially I, I yeah. Like, if he goes to, if, if another team throws him, that money, uh, throws him some decent money, I guess it makes sense, because, like, a bad team, he can mm-hmm. go out and hope for them. And raises value, but he's not going to do that on the Lakers, and I don't think the Lakers want to tie their nah. money up with fucking Kuzma anyways.
0: Yeah, because Kuzma, like
1: I like he, I don't
0: know, bro. I liked I liked him at certain points as an energy guy, but he just doesn't. He's not worth a lot of money. He's not, he's not worth a lot of money as of right now. His stock is really low, and just I hand. don't. KCP, I could, see a, uh, I could see a team throwing him a big
1: bag. I think his honestly. contract that he's making right now isn't that bad, though. Like, eight mil?
0: Uh, KCP contract. Yeah, but shooting and defense is so valuable, and I feel That's like a, like a bad team on. is – I feel like a bad team kind that looking for a 3-D player would overpay him because you're more likely to overpay for Uh, – Eighth point, his player – Oh, he already declined it. Oh, wow. Uh, he declined his 8.5 million dollar player option, so he's looking for more than 8.5, which makes sense. I can imagine
1: him getting, he probably like, wants million. So.
0: I was thinking like 11, 12. Yeah.
1: So, what Danny Green's making? Oh wait, no, he did say no.
0: He said he wants Danny Green type money. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look at this. I think he said they wants Danny Green type money or something. Pretty sure that's what the quote was. Um. He wants a lucrative deal and he won't do team any favors in free agency. Yeah, so he's not taking a pay cut to come back. Damn. He's just chasing the bag.
1: And he's I'm pretty he sure the- he's going to want Fuck Danny hell. Green money. That makes sense cuz well, I mean, Danny Green did obviously played like he's worth that money. So,
0: well, the thing is I heard on a podcast like when they were talking, I forget which player it was. It was some NBA player. Um, but they were just talking, I think it was JJ Redick. He was just talking about how, like, players do look at how much they make and compare their contracts to other players and, like, skill level-wise. So, from KCP's perspective, if Danny Green's making 15 mil and I'm mm-hmm. Danny, or
1: if I'm KCP, twice as good as, as him, same amount of money.
0: Yeah, exactly. But players do look at, like, players similar to them and how much they make, and they do it according to that, just like Jared Allen. Uh, we'll talk about him later, though. And his remarks. But that's yeah. another example, you know? Because Jared Allen, you know, we'll talk about that later, though. But, um, yeah, KCP, Kuzma. The thing is, like, what are the Lakers going to do next year? Because KCP and, and Kuzma want big bags. Rondo might leave. What's their team going to look like next year? Chris
1: Paul. Like... Just kidding.
0: <laughs> There's just no way in hell they get Chris Paul Brown. They got to
1: throw, like, literally everything they have. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like other than Davis and LeBron. Oh, Dwight as well. Yeah, Dwight's going to be looking yeah, for something, ba- looking for a bag, not not a bag. Like, what do you, what would you pay Dwight? Like six mil, five mil. Yeah,
0: mid level exception. Is that what the mid level exception it's is? Like,
1: I think it's in between five and six. So yeah,
0: I'd pay him the mid level exception. The thing, though, is the Lakers, like, they basically won a championship with just LeBron and Davis, but the league is also going to be stronger next year with lots of teams coming back. That's A. B, it's also, like, their depth might get worse. Like, their depth could potentially get worse next year than it was this year, which is scary because their depth was, um, maybe. I don't know.
1: I'm also trying to keep KCP. I would want to keep KCP.
0: It's just that I don't know if they'll be able to. Yeah, Danny yeah. Green just screwed everything up, Matt. Yeah, I, so I don't understand. This man's 15 making... 15
1: mil? Like, you didn't even play good last year.
0: They have no flexibility. It's just tough. Traders I mean, they're going to go. do
1: good. They
0: could literally just do a 5v2 a with <laughs> nobody else on the court. Pick with and roll, LeBron pick and pick Davis. And roll, pick good and... role. I wonder what they're gonna do next. Pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll,
1: <laughs> pick and fade. Oh, gotcha, bitch! You prank vocal, easiest job ever. Know, Davis is like posting up, and he like got four four v one. Just have LeBron. In there.
0: <laughs> That's the Mamba mentality, bro. Uh but yeah, their team—it's gonna look weird next year with uh caruso still under contract so he can be a starter caruso Caruso, oh my god their starting lineup is gonna be caruso avery bradley lebron davis javel
1: and
0: oh my god that's terrible (laughs) um so yeah we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna get back to talking about some other trade rumors around the league and we're back um so now let's talk about the biggest name in the trade market right now and it's Chris Paul.
1: Chris Paul.
0: Um so Chris Paul is rumored there's the big rumor going around right now that the Suns are trying
1: to trade for Chris Paul and that they're in intense trade talks. If Chris if they're able to get Chris Paul to the Suns that's probably my favorite out of all the Chris Paul trade rumors. Mine is, too. I wrote an
0: article about Chris Paul trade destinations, and I was looking at Phoenix, and I fell in love with the idea of just bringing him to Phoenix. I think that it would be
1: an incredible fit. Because... Oh, yeah. So next to Booker, it's like a match made in heaven, and especially next to Aiden, who I think he could maximize the potential of, because with... um. Rubio, he definitely had raised Aiton's ceiling last season. But with Chris Paul, it's just like a whole other level of basketball genius.
0: Chris Paul's, yeah, incredible floor general. And that pick and roll would be so dangerous. And he would just really elevate DeAndre Aiton. He would also do good with Cam Johnson, who I think should start next year. Um, oh, yeah. Just having that starting great shoot. Or the um, bubble? When Oubre was out, yeah. That's why they did so good. Yeah, him and, uh, because... and Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, which is why I think that you have you also have assets to make it work. Ubre is someone that would be interesting for the Thunder to get, and he would be the main piece probably because he's young. He just came off a great season, and I think that he would just be really good on that Thunder team, and he's what the Thunder would target.
1: Yeah, and a nice score for the team to go next to Shea, and I guess yeah. Nilo's probably... I really want to see Danilo go to Miami, but um, Facts. Yeah. just a nice young piece for them. Mm-hmm. Plus, um,
0: uh, yeah, he's probably going to be gone because, like, he's expendable. Like, he's the main player because they went 8-0 and without him, and Cam Johnson yeah. really proved to be – like, Ubre just didn't really fit really that well. So I think that you could trade him and Rubio and future draft picks for Chris Paul, and I think that's a win-win for both sides.
1: Oh, 100%. Thunder just adding to their uh, mountain of draft picks. Yeah, literally, they're going to have a million draft picks, bro.
0: They're going to, they're gonna like, in the 2025 draft, they're going to have every single first-round draft pick, bro. Yeah, it's just going to be them, bro. <laughs> a whole team of rookies on that 2K grind. But, yeah, I mean, Ricky Rubio would just be to help balance the salaries and he would also be a good guy to bring to the Thunder just yeah. for – Leadership yeah. and stuff. And then the pick, yeah. But Chris Paul on the Suns, he would just elevate that team ceiling because it's no surprise that they're trying to make the playoffs. Um, They're and really... They should be. Well, that should be... After going 8-0, and after Booker's future with the Suns being questioned and him entering the prime... How old is... Never mind. How old is he? Is he twenty
1: twenty four? 24?
0: I thought he was 20. I thought for a second he was 25. Is he 23? This man has been in the league for like ever. He's 24. Okay. He's 20 he just turned 24. Damn.
1: Okay. People well, he's are trying to bring up rumors that Booker wants out of Phoenix, which I don't think makes any sense. He declined them. He said that they're not true. People yeah, are just trying to creep sense. us
0: in the yeah. Cuz
1: it it doesn't yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like they literally just went Eight and zero in the bubble prove that they can be good, and are trying to get better for him. It literally makes no sense unless he really wants to go to Minnesota. That's the only thing that would make sense. Yeah, true. But I mean,
0: with Chris Paul and Booker, would be just such a good duo. Like the their fit together would be incredible.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
0: Like because off ball, Chris Paul is also good off ball. They both can
1: handle the ball. Obviously, Chris Paul would be the main
0: facilitator, but Booker could also handle the ball too and create his own shot. And
1: Chris Paul can even help Booker in terms of his facilitating. Oh, 100%. Well, it, Booker from
0: what it already is. Yeah, Booker's Which already is actually already very underrated. underrated. Yeah. yeah, I actually really like his facility. And that's why I don't think that you necessarily need a playmaker first guard next to him. I think that more helps Aiton to get Chris Paul. Yeah. But I mean Booker and Chris Paul is a deadly backcourt. And then you just have exactly. uh, the the two perfect role players in Bridges and Cam Johnson that would fit in good, and then you have Aiden, who could be great next year. So I really I hope think Aiden the, has a good season next year. I'm really high on Aiden. And I think that he will have a good year next year.
1: I think all, honestly one of his main problems is just like maturity.
0: Maturity and like aggressiveness, yeah. That's like yeah. just like mental stuff. Like it's not really like he has the skill, it's just like he also
1: needs
0: to um, um, refine his game more, like polish it yeah. more, which, I mean, you do with every season, which As I think is, yeah. he will. I think he could average, like, 22 points next year, 22 and, like, 11.
1: That's not unreasonable. What did he put it this year, like 17 and 10?
0: 18 and 10 or something. So yeah. I definitely think that he could take another good jump next year. And also, not just stats, but I think, like, the... Yeah, he
1: averaged at 18 and
0: 11. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think he could average 22 points.
1: Oh, uh, easily. Yeah. Especially if he's putting in work, which I hope he is.
0: Well, I, I would sure hope so. He's had how much long of a break? Uh, five months? Well, he had, like, a couple months when the season got canceled, the and then the... The Hawks, the Hawks. If they don't hoop next year, these, this man, these guys have had like nine months to. Yeah, that's bags. Train like, if y'all don't do good, that's gonna be disappointing. But, I mean, yeah. Remember when the Suns almost got Kyrie?
1: I know. I think they should have done those trades, man. Like it was. Like I think that's Ledso a win-win. Paul George to the Cavs. That's the bet Yeah, that was way better for the Cavs than what Fucking they got Cleveland for Kyrie. <laughs> Dumbasses. i keep hearing from are you sure i've heard that every i sure heard the cast declined it because they didn't they were scared lebron was gonna leave i heard that the pacers
0: declined it and i heard that the or no i heard that the suns declined it or i've heard that every team declined it
1: i don't know no, bro. nobody <laughs> wanted to do that trade
0: even though, like for the Cavs, that's a win for the Pacers. it's the good time, for all of
1: them. <laughs> yeah, at the time yeah. it was Obviously, a win because no. Josh
0: Jackson was viewed to be like at the time it was uh-huh. good for them. I and mean, then... great. <laughs> <be> <laughs> he's he's great. Um, so this one's a little bit recent and it's kind of big news. Um, Fred Van Vliet was on a podcast and um, what do you say? He said. He was talking about, like, his upcoming free agency because, as we know, he's an upcoming free agent. And he shared his free agency plans. And he basically said that, I've already won a championship. I'm trying to get paid. Those okay. are basically his words. So, yeah, he said, I'm trying to get paid and that he's won a championship. He's just trying to be the
1: guy on a team. Fred Van Vliet to the Hornets. I'm Montrez. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so he really wants to get paid. Okay, here's the quote. I'm trying to get paid, man. I'm not shy about that. I don't have to tell people that I value winning. Just look at my story. Do your research. And then he just talks about free agency.
1: Drake really needs his money, bro.
0: Drake's already got OVO, bro. Like, chill. (laughs) Nah, but I honestly didn't really think... I didn't think that Fred Van Vliet was going to want a big bag. I mean, it makes sense, though. I knew he was going to get paid, but I thought he was going to return to the Raptors. But after hearing that, I'm not sure what he's going to do. I don't know where I'd want to see him. The thing is, like, the Pistons are trying to get him, and they're the ones that probably make the most sense.
1: Yeah, like, but... if he doesn't end up going to, or if he doesn't care about it uh, winning uh, contending more, I definitely don't really see him uh, going too much of a contender, more of just, like, a... He's either going to the Knicks, Pistons, or
0: Raptors. Like, those are the three teams that he's probably going to go to. Uh, The Pistons, like, I don't know. If you get Fred Van Vliet, like, it's good, but it's also bad. Because, like, you're trying to lose. So, like, why are you paying all this money for Fred Van Vliet? Like, he would do good at, like, making your team more fun to watch. And, like, just building a better culture. And, like, making your team at least a quarter of a way watchable. But... Like, what's really the point? Like, I if I'm the Pistons, I'm trying to be as bad as possible next year because that roster is literally dog shit. So, like, what adding Fred Van Vliet lead, just bro. adds more wins to you. <laughs> it's elite, yeah, sure. But no, I think that Fred Van Vliet, I really want him to re-sign with the Raptors. I really like him on the Raptors. Um, I just really like his fit with their culture. And I also like uh, oh, yeah. his timeline and I just, I'm just a really big fan of Fred Van Vliet, Pascal, and OG as kind of that nucleus on that team going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he also just fits in. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet's going to get that bag, bro. And I mean. He deserves it. It is deserved. He's, I mean, he wasn't, I don't think he played that good in the playoffs, did he? Or this my year, I don't
1: know. I don't know how if he did played amazing this year, but I last was, year in the championship run he was pretty good. Last year, yeah, but it was what was it? It was in a I don't maybe it was
0: the second round series or the first round series. I don't think he played very good. Don't remember which one it was. But yeah. Uh, he's a good basketball player. <laughs> and he's gonna get the bag. I thought he was gonna like going into this. Like, before I seen that report, I thought they was for sure going to re-sign mm-hmm. with Toronto for, like, a little bit less money than he deserves. But then after hearing that, I think that he might be gone.
1: Oh That's just, like, confirmed. Now he's like, I don't know Basically, it in the bag, but I don't even know how much money they have. They have lots of money, actually, because Ibaka is a free agent,
0: and they have lots of money. It's just that I wanted them to sign Van Vliet for cheap, and they have lots of money for next year. Which yeah, I yeah. wanted them to kind of keep that flexibility, but I mean, I don't think that they'll be able to if they throw Fed Friendly at the va- the bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one more rumor to talk about, and it's about Drew Holiday. So
1: I want Drew Holiday out of New Orleans. Like I, I love too. Drew Holiday, and he was amazing in that uh, that series against the. Trailblazers, but now that it's was stop
0: living in the past. That was like two or three so, years ago.
1: It was so long ago, and uh, <laughs> we yeah, he deserves to go somewhere to contend because obviously mm-hmm. the Pelicans are going to be on the come up soon. But it I just don't know doesn't matter being next year, and he doesn't match their timeline at all. It doesn't match their
0: timeline. I don't think it's a great fit. I really like the idea of like because Drew Holiday's what thirty. He has a couple more years left of his prime. And do you really want to have your couple last years left being with the Pelicans trying to develop and well, figure everything great. out? Like he would be so valuable to a contending team. Like he's literally the perfect guy you want on a contending team. Exactly. Like the Nets, right. Nuggets, Clippers. I really want to see him on are, the Nets. Yeah. Um, one of the teams interested that just came out. So we know that the Nuggets are interested. We know the Nets are interested. We know the Clippers are interested. Those are some teams that we know are interested, which are good fits. Um, the Hawks have emerged as a team that wants him. But... I mean, it makes sense next to Trey Young, but I don't know. It makes Again, sense next to Trey Young, but is, the timeline um... that's what I was just about to say, because like how much like probably the Hawks timeline is longer than even though they're trying to make 10, the playoffs, yeah, so it does make sense and they have lots of money and no one's really gonna sign with Atlanta. So it does make do sense on that part. Wants to go to Atlanta. Uh, yes, I totally want to go to the Hawks and play in Atlanta. <laughs> but yeah, like I think that matches there. I think that would be good because like he was great. He would be great next to Trey. Uh, it would help them make the playoffs, push for the playoffs at least, and be competitive. But yeah, I just don't know. The, the Hawks are also looking to trade their sixth overall pick, so they would probably have that in the trade. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I don't know. Like, on paper, it's good. It's just that Drew Holiday, he's just too old. <laughs> <laughs> too old. Yeah, I really like him on the Nets. I think that's the the team I like him most on. I also like the Nuggets. Oh, my, my favorite team, I'm
1: honest. The Nuggets isn't bad either. Nuggets isn't bad either. Nets and Nuggets.
0: Clippers is Especially all right.
1: Especially since Gary Harris has been, like, so oh. bad for them. Streaky.
0: Yeah. He had that one really good year a couple of years ago, and then he just forgot how to play offense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, literally, wow. Jamal Murray was... took over, and he became a bum.
0: Yeah, Gary. And then he got... No, he played amazing, got the bag, and he's like, "I, right, I'm going to head out.
1: I'm going to play like shit. <laughs> like, what this Matt average to see?
0: 30... How many did he have? No, not 30. Uh, He averaged 18 points per game.
1: He averaged 30 points. Gary Harris was a hooper, bro.
0: No, he's making, like, close to 30 mil, basically. <laughs> it feels like it, bro. That contract is heavy. But, yeah, he had that really good year, and then after that, he's just been... Not good offensively. So. Awesome. I just really like uh, Drew Holiday on the Nets. Yeah, and, and the Nuggets is a good fit too. Um, speaking of the Nets, our last topic is talking about Jared Allen, and this man says he wants Clint Capella type money. Um, Clint Capella is making what? Eighteen. Eighteen. Pretty sure he makes eighteen. So, Jared Allen wants about that much money. And if you ask me, I don't think he's worth that much.
1: Not yet. I think he can be worth that. Maybe even more than that. But definitely not yet.
0: I just he really enough yet. don't. He, no, he hasn't proved enough yet to be the clinkup. But it's also because, I mean, has he though? Because, like, if Jared Allen was playing with Harden, like, Harden did work for Capella and I think that he really benefited off of playing with Harden I think he's going to really benefit from playing with Trey so I mean Jared Allen's never really had that I mean D'Angelo Russell but that's not the same level that Harden and Trey Young can elevate you as a big man
1: well and the thing is when um, Kyrie was out and it was like Dinwiddie, Jared Allen actually was playing pretty good with him So
0: that's actually facts yeah but I mean it's just like Skill-wise, he's good. It's just, like, I'm very low, like, on buying into bigs of his caliber.
1: Guys, I uh, like like, it.
0: I like having it on my team, but not for a lot of money. No, like, your center position, I feel like, is going to – well, I feel like it should be like this. It should be kind of, for the most part, it should be kind of the last position you fill in, and you kind of look for a budget center there who can just play a good role, fit with the team – and just not like get a lot That's what of the Warriors money. have done. That's what the Warriors have done,
1: and yeah, like kind of what the Celtics are doing as well.
0: I was just about to say it's just that Daniel Tice defensively got exposed, which was the yeah. big problem. Like I would, yeah, actually, he was in
1: foul trouble like every game, man. I
0: was like, what the hell is this? He wasn't doing good against Bam,
1: but during the regular
0: no. season, he was actually a really good fit, and I thought they he was, was a really, really good nice fit. For them. It's just that yeah. yeah, they needed a little bit. They just needed a better defender.
1: But and bam to the Celtics.
0: Yeah, like Jared Allen, like getting that much money. Like I think that just makes it easier for the Nets to trade him away.
1: That's true. Because like how and much I is? Mean, hey, that's not necessarily a bad thing. How much is
0: DeAndre making? Like eight mil,
1: something like that. Yeah, 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 I think it's eight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like I'd rather get the cheaper center, and plus they're gonna keep DeAndre anyway, just because of how his relationship is with um Kyrie and KD. There be ba- he's basically yeah. the reason that they went there. So they're not trading him, but like, exactly. it just makes it more. It just makes you more cautious to trade for Jared Allen, knowing that he wants a big bag and yeah. do you, like, who's going to give it to him? Like a team that's probably going to trade for him is like a, a small market team that needs a center. And they're just like the Kings or something. And they're just going to be like here which, I mean, I don't want them to do because Jared Allen's fit in the modern NBA on a good team isn't great. I mean, I like Jared Allen. It's just like, I don't really like that. The fit really anywhere. I
1: just don't really like him.
0: I like him, but I just don't really like him. I just,
1: I just don't like him, man.
0: <laughs> the fro and the bro. The best oh. duo. <laughs> the fro and the bro. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I don't know. Do you like... Clint Capella is a beast. and Well, not really. But, <laughs> but Jared Allen, I don't think, is worth Clint Capella type money.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know.
0: I think that Jared he, Allen could be good with the right pieces around him, and he could fit in well on a team that's looking for a player like him, but there aren't a lot of teams looking Celtics. for that. The, no. I would rather just keep the Tice <laughs> then at that point. Because Jared Jared Allen, to me, is, I think, probably the most average big man in the league. Because the center position's pretty deep.
1: That's true.
0: I'd say he's probably Ooh. the most average. Like, if you, like, or just like, who's the most average center in the NBA? I'd probably say, like, Jared Allen. Yeah. I'd say that he's pretty average. And to pay an average level player... Uh, eighteen million million was it? I don't know. I'm just not really big into buying into traditional bigs like that. That's why Drummond and Whiteside. I'm not really a fan of them, and why and like I'm not a fan of teams that give them that much money because they're just not. It just doesn't translate to success. Yeah. So, yeah, Not hating on Jared Allen, but just like players that have different skills are worth more. Like if Jared Allen was a shooter, he'd be worth a million, uh, ten billion dollars. But. Uh, no, no, no but that's why like players are going to start develop or they, they should want to start developing their skills. Cause it will literally make them more money and it will make their career longer.
1: Exactly. It just benefits, like, it literally
0: just benefits them. It's harder to evolve your game. I know that, but like, look at a guy like I was going to say Brooke Lopez. Yeah. What did he make on the Lakers? Didn't he have like a cheap contract? Um... And then he went to the bucks and they had that really good shooting season
1: and got paid. Was it a little? Con- I guess I. Had- or no, know. Was no. He was well, making like 19- ninety Brook- That would have been his Brooklyn contract. Oh, he was
0: making a lot with Brooklyn. Then never mind. <laughs> never mind. Forget what I said. But you know, you know what I mean. Like shooting, yeah. just like is very valuable it's and so I- valuable,
1: and especially for centers.
0: I'm not saying Jared Allen. like, and some players just can't become like evolve their game. Like I don't think Jared Allen is the type of player to ever evolve his game to a BAM playmaking level or a Brook Lopez three-point shooting level. But, and that's really going to hurt him in the long run.
1: And just players
0: like that are going to start becoming extinct. And I think how they're kind of developing bigger players today is more based on skill. Because if you look at how bigs are developed, like I, I think so, because we're seeing a lot more like skilled bigs, and I think that that's how coaches are kind of developing. Like, as usually you use bigs. as just like, like you don't really develop their skills because being big is their skill. Really?
1: Exactly. And yeah. when, when you're
0: raising a basketball player and when you're coaching them like a younger basketball player, but now you're kind of redefining their skills and there's lots of centers that fit the modern NBA coming up. Like what was that guy? Chet Holmgreen. Do you know who that guy is? No. He's like a seven, three KD. Oh and... yeah yeah okay. Oh yeah, wait, yeah. There, there's two of them. There's the one in Damn. Europe and then there's the there's two of them right now. So it just shows you that we're seeing a lot more players like that too and a Maybe lot more Katie bigs like that. isn't as
1: different of a breed as we thought, bro. Yeah,
0: he just started it.
1: Yeah, exactly. People... That. Katie's the wave of just Slenderman. <laughs> I
0: mean, literally, if you see uh, Victor, or whatever his name is, I forget what his name is, but he's like seven three, and he is like he looks like the Cinnamon Jacks guy, and <laughs> he just shoots lights out. Same with Chet Homegreen. and they're they're the next. Imani Bates is another one. He's like seven foot, oh, and he's yeah. really, really, really scrawny, but he can score. Like
1: that I'm really breed like is just Amani Bates, bro. What? I'm really hyped for Imani Bates. I am too. You see, this is 2021? Uh, 2022, next... I think.
0: 22 already? Damn. I thought it was 21. I think. Oh, yeah, it might be 20. Ooh. It's either 21, 22. I don't know. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about? Or have we. I think we're good here, right?
1: I think we pretty much, yeah, I think we pretty much explored everything.
0: Yeah, everything that I had ran down. Um, so that's all for this episode of the Hoopers Lab podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time we decide to sporadically uh, upload a podcast episode because we're not <laughs> really we don't have a schedule. We're just like, hey, I want to record a podcast, sure, um, yeah. But soon we, we we're gonna be on that grind, so don't go anywhere. So yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care and goodbye. Adios.